Okay, guys, a very good evening to everybody present here, and I'm really glad that you all joined. So today we have Dharya Gangwani with us. Ah, uh, Dharya, are you there? Yes, I'm there. Thank you so much. Hi, Yogita. Yeah. So we have Dharya Gangwani with us, and she is an anchor, public speaker. She has her own podcast and a career development talk show as well. So I would also like Dharya to that if it would be good if you also introduce yourself once. the audience sure 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 so uh, i am an electronics and communication engineer uh, you know academically by my academic degree um, and i currently work with kpmg in india as an sap analyst that's my full time job on the side i've got my initiative of dhaira decodes where i've been trying to help students and working professionals just like all of you here with everything around career growth and professional development so i take a lot of workshops for upskilling the youth whether it's around resume building linkedin profile building or communication skills job interview preparation etc and i think the remaining part of things was covered by yogita about my talk show and podcast and yeah it's a pleasure being here on welcure's talk show thanks for having me thank you so much it is our honor to have you today thank you so i think before starting about the agenda i would like you to tell us about your journey sure so uh before i probably move on to answering your questions um i i'll just very briefly share my journey as as a student and how the transition has been of shifting from the campus to the corporate world which you actually call right so uh, obviously when when i actually wanted to even get my admission done in these various engineering colleges which i had an option to get into firstly i didn't have many options uh, because i i obviously didn't score very well in iit j exams but leave that aside uh even in the state in which i was living in maharashtra the main exam which i had to give for it the ct exam um i missed that exam i didn't even get a chance to give the exam because i forgot generating my admit card right so i was not eligible to sit for any of the maharashtra colleges also iit je was also gone so i primarily honestly had very few options on my plate which were left which were engineering uh, private top engineering colleges which was primarily bitspilani uh, manipal and vit because these were the renowned names when it came to private colleges now so i mean when i started and i, I luckily made it through vit and obviously it's a renowned institution in terms of private institutions one thing which i was very confused about was that okay i've taken up engineering but which stream do i even take up right and my parents wanted me to take up computer science engineering because of obvious reasons you get good packages everyone does that software development engineer and all the hype around it i don't need to rant about it but that is what they wanted me to do and somewhere or the other because that notion was there and everyone in the society always tells you that only if you do a computer science engineering do you get a good package or can you be successful in life it was there in my head but i don't know somehow it didn't feel right so i i remember that point very clearly when i had to choose like you get a display of the seats left for each branch right and you have to choose which branch you want and clearly computer science had very few seats left as opposed to an electronics and communication engineering branch but i i don't know i just didn't want to do it somehow and i i made it very clear to my mother that i don't think that computer science engineering is something i'll be able to do and if you want me to do it just for the sake of it then i'll go ahead with it but if you really want me to be successful in life and do something then i'll go with ec because that's the only branch i can see in the list which i'll be able to do something in i'm sure of mechanical i was not interested in biotechnology did not interest me at all so uh, you know i just decided to go ahead with uh, ec but again uh, i don't know call it bad luck or whatever second year into ec engineering i understood i'm scoring well getting good grades getting a good cgpa but that doesn't mean that 
that is what i want to do right we we always confuse things like if you're getting good grades in something that means you should make it your profession so but then i realized in my second year that being an electronics and communication engineer is not something i want to do for the rest of my life and sit and make chips or hardware that is not something i can do so then i was like okay coding i never wanted to do that's why i didn't take cs engineering that's where the entire crowd goes now ec also i don't want to do so what am i going to do in life right so that's when i started thinking in second year okay there you need to do something what could be an alternative option for yourself and then i thought management is maybe a domain which is not very much explored and people told me that it is a, obviously a domain in which you can build a career but people only look at it after doing an mba everyone knows that only after do you do an mba do you talk about consulting firms or do you talk about marketing sales finance and all of that right management side of things but i got inclined towards it and i wanted to explore it during my engineering years itself because i had a faint idea that very few but some management oriented and consulting firms come in my campus and then in second year i started my journey of upskilling myself i started doing a lot of internships i interacted with a lot of people did a lot of courses did value adding things and then uh, with god's grace i did one internship after another and that built a very good profile for myself and after which when i sat for my placements again i was very choosy because all of the placements all of the companies around 800 plus companies came in for sd roles and these technical roles and i had about 20 25 companies which came for management roles so i sat only for about 22 companies i remember counting this one day with my sister as well and i made it through uh, three of them out of which i chose kpmg because that was the best option um and that's how my journey has been so one key takeaway before i end my journey is that uh, i used to compare myself a lot to uh, these peers of mine who are placed in uh, obviously i'm working with one of the leading firms in the world to work with but at the end of the day you always tend to compare maybe your package status quo your position i don't know there are multiple things i used to always feel that at the end this this notion i cannot remove from people's mind that i have not done software engineering and that's why but today what i see is um i think even the people who are obviously doing what they're doing in the cse field really appreciate what i've done today out of my career in this field because it's different it's unconventional so what i'd like to say is don't try to copy or be like anybody else or try to compare yourself with them everyone's journey is really different all of them are doing amazingly well i'm doing something off beat completely and we are successful in our own ways so what i've realized is just do what you want to do and if you're actually doing what you truly want to do you're bound to be successful at it so that that's that's what my journey has been like okay perfect so i would like to know from you that what is the step by step procedure to develop a successful career okay that's a good question so i think the first step is to identify not your passion but to identify just what you like doing let's not make it complicated and give terms like passion but let's at least understand what you like and you don't like simple example right some people really love italian cuisine some people prefer indian cuisine over it you like it right it's a simple choice maybe yogita likes the color black i like pink it's my preference it's my choice so this is i wouldn't say i'm passionate about the color or something like that so i'm just telling you the basic step is to understand what you like right so let's say uh, after doing some analysis sitting with yourself just observing things you realize that okay uh, i feel that i am good at painting and i am also good at communicating communication there are two different things but you're good at those things right make a list of things you like doing and you're good at simple that's the first step 
the second step is to understand that how many of these skills can become employable skills or can become skills which i can use to actually start something of my own if not get employed by somebody right so today i feel almost every skill is uh, is bankable and is is monetizable let me put that word because the the digital era or the internet has given you the scope and the space to literally start with nothing zero just an internet connection and you can get started yeah. if you are good with digital marketing you can get started you're good at communication you start your journey as a public speaker start your own talk show start your own podcast uh if you're someone who's good at content writing start writing some content for your friends find people in your network help them out then build a portfolio start content writing as a freelancer so the list is endless what i'm trying to tell you is just try to filter out the major skills out of these which you can use in order to monetize and on a level of it right to begin with and i think the third step is then to understand that do you really want to do something like this for a good amount of time in your life don't say for the rest of your life no one knows even you know obviously jack ma after being the ceo of alibaba for so long step down there is a point in life where you're satisfied where you're done just exhausted and you don't want to probably do something also and you've earned enough you've seen enough that you don't want to do things or maybe you want to switch a ceo of a big tech company also after 20 years can decide to step down and do something completely different you never know what you want to do for the rest of your life but at least something for a significant years of your life you can make your mind that okay for the next 10 years or 15 years i can do something like this maybe right so ask those questions to yourself and then ultimately the most important step is to prepare yourself to be able to take up such challenges and that's only possible when you upskill yourself enough and upskill meant to again comes in various forms attending such talk shows watching youtube videos uh creating content on linkedin consuming other people's content on linkedin doing certifications doing courses doing internships uh all of that these are just some sources starting your own youtube channel or starting your own initiative doing anything new also on your own all of this is a part of upskillment today because it's not like today recruiters only look for a certificate on your resume they look for your entire holistic profile and if you've built it well you're going to make a mark whether you want to do a masters going forward whether you want to do a job or you want to start something of your own so i think this is like a journey of four steps that you can follow uh, in order to you know get started and build a good career uh, you know path for yourself okay that's great so there uh, as you notice that like many youngsters are so confused about their career so how to achieve that clarity and conviction which is required to uh, build a successful career okay so again that's a very thoughtful question and i know that a lot of uh, not just students trust me even professionals and sometimes even i sometimes i'm confused i don't know what's the next step like i know i'm doing well things are there but what do i do next right or is this yeah. enough so one thing which we need to first accept is everyone is confused at some or the other point in their life and in different phases also it's not like if someone was confused in the 12th standard they can never be confused again during their job please everyone gets confused at some or the other point in their life so accept it and it's okay to be confused now once you've understood that you're confused or not certain about what you want to do the most important point is what people skip here is exploration people don't explore enough so until and unless you don't try out different things you have not seen uh, you know how things work you cannot make a decision for yourself so i did about 20 internships i didn't do it for the sake of putting that number of 20 internships on my resume it's not even there anywhere on my resume and i don't really talk about it because i could only include four or five going to the length of the resume anyway 
my purpose was to explore different fields within management and see which one works best for me and which i can pursue in the future right now because i did these different internship worked with startups also worked with companies also worked with different teams and worked in india also outside of india also this exposure of working in operations working in marketing in hr and content writing as a business analyst all of that combined gave me a wholesome view of the industry of the skills which they require of how team works uh, how do you work on different projects what do these entrepreneurs or uh, these you know uh, company founders look for in a potential candidate everything and anything that i needed to know i analyzed my own strengths and weaknesses over this period of 20 internships i understood what i am good at what i cannot probably do and what i need to work upon right so all of that came in and i'm not saying internships are the only way today students can also start freelancing while they are in college i, I mean at my time uh, it's not very far i graduated last year but still even if i go to see when i was in my second year which was about two and a half or three years ago from today trust me not many people were talking about the term freelancing it's boomed in the past three or four years yeah now the concept of freelancing and all has come in and and now that i talk about it i know it feels like like talking like ki 10 saal pehle what aisa nahi hai but no one was talking about it so there are so many things which you can do even the youtube industry in general being a creator the word being a creator or a content creator has been used so massively only in the past 9 months right yeah. so um that's what i'm talking about today you've got various things to do so i would just say explore it while you're in college uh, try out everything that you can and that is what is going to give you clarity because until i don't try a chocolate flavor of an ice cream i don't try a vanilla and a black currant i cannot know which is my favorite so similarly you cannot know what is actually apparent and relevant to you unless you don't try out different things so yeah that has been my approach and i feel that that actually applies and can help anybody yeah you've got a holistic experience as well by exploring these yeah things. yes right i agree so i think we should uh, start taking the questions from the audience sure Okay, so sure. the first question for you. It is from Archil. Yeah. How to decide our career goals? Okay, Archil, can you give me a bit of a background? Like, um, what kind of a background are you from? Specifically, I'm assuming that you're a student. But even as a student, do you come from like a BCom background, engineering background, BSc? She's currently pursuing her BCom honors. Okay. So now, when it comes to your career goals, uh, Archil, first you need to. be very clear you're a first year student okay so uh, you it's very early on to actually set career goals as such but again what i would like you to emphasize on is to try different things okay even as in bcom as a stream you have so many options to go forward with uh, you know now sometimes very rarely i mean uh, what are your goals like you need to understand that do you want to really go ahead and study further or do you want to actually do you probably want to start something of your own do you want to do a corporate job what are firstly understand that what is it that your true calling is like what would you like doing that's one because your goals will be set based on that right if i want to go and do a masters moving forward or do an mba or whatever it is do a pg a pgdm or a post graduation degree my career goals will be very slightly differently aligned as opposed to someone who wants to apply to a corporate job so first decide for yourself that again this can change drastically something that you may answer to me right now in the chat box today may not apply to you in your third year okay it's very difficult yes so it, what you what you may think right now i'm telling you already may not be the same two years from now also anshul it could be like today you will tell me 
I want to work in the corporate world, but trust me, things could happen. Uh, you will do some internships, you'll gain some experience, you'll realize that I really don't. Uh, maybe doing a full-time nine-to-five job is not my calling. I want to probably go ahead, study more, and then get into some other space. Right? It could be. So just analyze for now what is it that gives you joy and what do you like doing and what would you like to explore or if at least give your uh, give you know give it a try. Second thing, uh, when you are setting your career goals, what you need to keep in mind is don't think of it like a short term thing, right? Don't uh, make a a goal list as per that you know maybe one year from today. Uh, this is something which I want to achieve, or this is the, don't give yourself very stringent timelines that very restricted that this has to happen within this time bound period. No, when you're setting your career goals, please keep them a little flexible and keep them measurable and attainable at the same time. Because if your goals are really very not imaginary, let's say if you're telling me that I'm going to sit for, I'm going to prepare for one month and crack the CAT exam. I mean, unless you're a child prodigy, I'm not really sure if someone can do it. You get my point. So just keep them very specific to your capabilities, to your skill set, how much time you would need as an individual to achieve them. So keep them attainable and measurable. And the third thing is always uh, again keep them very flexible because today your goal uh, may be something else. Tomorrow your goal may be a different version, a slightly modified version of what it was yesterday. So don't be too harsh on yourself when you're just in your first year, Rachel. Again, one advice which I would like to give you is explore. Explore as much as you can. Volunteer for startups. Work with startups. Who says that first-year students cannot go and volunteer for startups and understand how do they work? Uh, how is the team built? How do they build on products, etc.? Today, I've got so many opportunities, and startups are giving uh, opportunities to everybody. Trust me. So just try and explore everything and anything that you can. And trust me, that's the only way you can build career goals for yourself. I hope that answers your question. Okay. Yeah, and would you like to suggest the audience some of the unconventional career opportunities which we have today? Uh, can you come again, please? Yeah, I said that. Can you please suggest some of the unconventional career opportunities which are which sure. are present today? Sure. So, so I I actually hold this career development series, uh, right? Which is my talk show, and just yesterday I had a session wherein I called a meme marketer. Right. So today, people are earning money or earning a living of making memes. So that I mean, there are. So I'm going to give you a lot more, but just telling you because I just completed that talk show yesterday at 9 p.m. with Pranjal Podar. Um, so you can also follow him and look him up on LinkedIn. He creates some amazing memes, and he's working with one of India's largest startups who is into content marketing. So he is the major meme marketer there, and he creates memes for the brands uh, who are their clients, right? So he creates uh, content for the Instagram pages, for the LinkedIn pages, and memes. So creating memes, coming up with them, trying to help brands market through them, is also something today people are earning money off. Let me tell you another offbeat or unconventional career domain. So a lot of people feel that probably becoming a language trainer is not something which could give you or you know help you on a lot of money. But trust me, uh, it's a very niche field. Very few people are doing it, and being someone who is multilingual really helps you, right? I also had a French trainer. Tomorrow I'm having a talk show where I'm calling a Chinese language trainer and a translator, right? And people are doing amazingly well. They take trainings. You could actually be a part of the embassy of different countries or act as a translator even for. uh the government uh you know uh the government departments etc when they go on these important exchange programs etc 
you can obviously consult and help uh, uh, other individuals at the same time you can work as the language trainer in the corporates because corporates also need the uh, language trainers to come and train their employees when they take up international clients there are so many uh, things another unconventional career domain which comes to my mind is a content creator today because i know though almost every other person is probably now thinking of taking it up yes it's difficult to tap into the space now because it is slowly slowly getting saturated but seriously trust me content creation is the next economy uh, it's going to become a entire space of its own you're going to have so many creators whether you're creating content on linkedin on instagram on twitter on youtube content creation is another very unconventional domain which you can explore provided you've got your domain selected you've got certain skills and you're ready to share knowledge and you've got decent communication skills you can surely make a career there uh we've also got a lot of uh you know uh growth hackers or uh, digital marketers still become a little saturated today you've got organic growth specialists or growth hackers today who help people with actually growing their social media organically without any paid ads just by the means of content or just by the means of everything organic right so i had an organic growth hacker also who i called on my uh, career development talk show then you've got uh people obviously also working uh as as you know um i am not recalling the term but yeah wine tasters wine tasting is also a full time very unconventional job wherein you get paid for actually tasting the wine and letting people know what options to go for etc people are doing that you've got food bloggers you've got travel bloggers so there are i mean i can keep going on there are various unconventional domains as long as you uh identified what you like doing and uh, you've gained skills in that field you can take up anything today just by sitting at home yeah right and i also came across a new word that is sleep interns they get paid sleep interns sleeping. yeah yeah they get paid for sleeping true yeah true yeah okay so let's take the next question which is also from archan how to manage studies with career exploration okay uh well that it all boils down to time management archan and what i think a lot of people don't tell you about time management is that time management as such is not very very deep as you feel it is time management is actually all about prioritizing things it's as simple as that and that is what i've realized a lot of people ask me how do you manage so many things how do you do everything etc i feel i prioritize according to the urgency or the need of doing something in that very moment like right now even if my intern is calling me or some of my team members are calling me or someone calls me i will not take up the call right i am here taking a session and that is my priority as of now i know that till like 7:45 8ish sorry 8:45 9ish i am going to be busy and occupied here i've given my time and my word to people who are here so i'm not going to take it up once i'm done with this show then i'm going to obviously uh, one after another i've got things lined up i've got meetings lined up and i know that's going to go on in a particular order right so what i'm trying to tell you here is time management is all about prioritizing and in the end it's also about things you like doing not many people tell you that but go to think about this if in your to do list which people say you should maintain you've got something like completing a college assignment um creating a video for your youtube channel and also reaching out to a new speaker for your talk show just taking an example these are the three major things in your to do list for today 
which is the one you are likely to do first it's probably going to be the one which you which you really like doing which will not actually feel like a to do list or a task to tick off from the bucket list something which will come naturally or innate from within right so i also feel that um, doing things or managing things also comes from your likeliness to do it and the urgency both the things so balance both and then do it set a, set aside a particular amount of time wherein you will dedicatedly study which is your essentially your college hours maybe from let's say 9 am in the morning to 5 pm post which you set aside let's say 1 hour for learning a new skill through a course or a youtube channel set aside 1 hour for actually creating some content on whichever platform you want to get started with set aside 1 hour for networking with people learning from them so this is how you how you have to plan your day right according to again your priority which one is more important to you which one should get more time which one is going to help you more or fasten your career growth more right so i think yeah that's the way you can go about it okay great so uh, neeto is asking few resume mistakes to avoid okay so um some some resume mistakes which you can avoid is um, first thing is to not fall prey to the fact that your resume really needs to be very eye catching and very eye pleasing in terms of the colors in terms of the elements and how fancy it looks because that's totally a very wrong notion in the market um the value of your resume it totally depends on how actually decent and neat and clean it is as much as possible right and that is what the corporates are looking for number 2 uh one the other resume mistake which you can avoid is to not uh to actually you know kind of just try and stuff the keywords from the job description for the sake of it so don't do that you obviously have to put it in the keywords but don't just do it for the sake of it like if you see if you see a java as one of the major things that they're looking at that doesn't mean that you keep uh putting in java as a keyword in every second sentence that's not what's going to get you selected for a job role please use it only if it applies and use it in the relevant sections the third resume mistake which i see a lot of people make is they use a lot of images or imagery or tables or their own uh, picture and icons and graphics and all in their resume again so that is not a really a good thing to do again you should make it as text friendly as possible because that way it does not pass through the page uh, through the ats which is an applicant tracking system and for freshers and for anybody under 10 years of experience one page or a maximum of one and a half page is more than enough uh, if you if you are someone who has got more than 10 years of experience two pages is enough try not go beyond two to and a half pages even if you have 10 plus years of experience yeah okay so the next question is from sanayan if i want to become a travel influencer how it would be possible well see it's not about how it would be possible it's about how are you planning on getting started so even to like become a travel influencer i would say that uh, you know to even become like a travel influencer you need to first understand that do you really want to how do you want to get started with it what do you want to explore do you want to just uh, probably vlog about uh the different countries or cities that you visit do you want to only cover india do you want to travel the entire world how are you going to do it what kind of a budget do you have how do you plan to get started um do you want to probably explore youtube as a channel where you want to start your own channel and cover these vlogs or do you want to just start with mini videos on instagram like abian new did right they didn't start with youtube they started with instagram they started creating mini videos um igs uh, igtv videos or short videos 
uh, right uh, uh, which you can um, probably create on instagram and then started getting traction people started noticing them so i think when it comes to even travel influencing as a career i think the monetary aspect of things is also very important because no one is going to initially like really you just getting started and someone will not fund you for these travel trips right going forward once your content is seen by a lot of people you start getting the traction the following yes a lot of brands hotels uh tourism uh you know companies etc will sponsor your trips they will also ask you to go there and cover they'll cover your stay they will also pay you money for covering those videos etc but to begin with you also need to understand uh maybe do you want to probably get some basic degree uh in it i don't really know i'm not the right person to tell you if there's like a degree certification of sort but i know that there exists uh, you know a proper degree certification by a college in delhi if i'm not wrong which gives you but i don't recall the name but they also give you like a a proper course or a degree in travel um, in in the travel industry and actually i will probably pass on the name to yogita after the session as well after i ask one of my uh, you know uh, uh, acquaintances in my network because he has done that course and i done a talk show with him as well uh, his name is ashwini bharti right so yeah you can do a bachelor's in tourism also in different industries so ashwini bharti he's uh, also global ambassador for the tourism um, you know uh, there's an institution in india so you can check out his profile on linkedin and understand the course also which he has done or i'll pass on the name of the course uh, to yogita as well so yeah these are some things which you need to consider Okay, great. Oh, uh, is it true that your resume needs to be just one page? Yeah, like I said, that uh, one page is an ideal length. If you can put it into one page, it's amazing, beautiful. If you can really do it, you're going to make the HR happy. You're going to make the ATS happy. If not possible, as I told you, under ten years of experience, one one and a half years is okay. Please don't go beyond that uh, as someone with under ten years of experience. Okay. Could you please suggest some of the soft skills courses which are essential for a personality as well as career? <laughs> so see again, there are there are a plethora of courses available. Uh, I can name you some platforms which you can use. Whether it is uh, a Coursera, whether it's Udemy, whether it is Skillshare. Uh, you've also got. I think you can mute uh, them probably with a. एडेक्स uh other than that you can also explore forage which was uh, primarily it was initially called insight shopa now it is called forage so forage comes up with courses uh, by deloitte by kpmg by bcg by city bank all of these companies they, they are called virtual experience programs which are of 3 days and um, you have to complete certain tasks which were actually given to their real time employees or consultants and they were asked to come up with the results so they give you an assignment only when you submit your assignment and your findings uh they will map it with the actual assignment uh which they which was solved by their consultants then they'll show you the results and then you get a certificate of participation bright consulting also uh is a very good um you know organization which is providing a lot of courses around soft skills and the management side of things so you can take up courses from there as well it will help you improvise on your soft skills other than that you've got a lot of uh youtube channels and a lot of instagram influencers also who are teaching you a lot about soft skills right 
so i keep doing these instagram live collaborations with etiquette coaches soft skills coaches, uh, coaches uh, personality development coaches or uh, emotional intelligence coach etc so you've got rhythm manotra who has got her own uh, instagram page of the skillet school she teaches you a lot about soft skills there's shivani who's an image coach her uh, instagram content is also very informative today you can learn from anywhere right so yeah yeah bal krishna reddy is asking hi dhairya i want to give my ielts exam i should get at least 6.5 to clear my exam you suggested me to use toast master is there any other source to enhance my communication skills okay um so ielts is again see i am not a ielts trainer of sorts i am not really sure about how you prepare about but i do know it's all about your english and your bands and reading and comprehension and listening etc so what i would suggest is obviously toastmasters will help you in your public speaking skills your general vocabulary and confidence for the ielts exam specifically i think you've got an academy and a lot of other platforms have got their own courses and trainings that can always be done to gain uh, better insights into the pattern and how you can prepare yourself better for the exam other than that you can obviously uh use different apps to build on your english like the british council uh you can use duolingo if you really want to go from the basics you can also start listening to podcasts and watching these youtube channels also which prepare you for the ielts exam for free right so that will help you a lot in your ielts training and other than that i feel just try and practice and write uh different essays speak on different things as much as you can so try and write a lot or uh, take up a random topic write an essay check where you're going wrong try and practice a lot of your grammar and etc that they ask you as much as you can practice listening comprehensions with uh, i don't know your family member someone who can give you feedback so all of that will help you a lot but dedicated resources again then you've got institutions you've got proper training institutions and organizations which help you prepare for ielts so then i would suggest you either go for that yeah please elaborate what are the platforms you used for improving your skills well um i i more than platforms i used internships to be very honest like i told you even in the beginning my journey has been a little different i unintentionally emphasized a lot on internships i did not know if i was doing the right thing back then but i think i did the right thing so internships is what helped me gain a lot of skills whether it was hard skills or soft skills other than that uh, i think again i feel it was more of networking more than any other platform which helped me gain a lot of skills because i keep speaking to so many people that i get to know about different resources also i feel that uh, you know you should try and keep doing courses or attend workshops which can add value to your life even today when i take workshops myself i invest money in my knowledge in my learning uh, and i take up paid workshops or sessions or conferences to upskill myself as well by coaches with far more years of experience that need to keep learning so learning is not has has no end right you have to keep learning and upskilling yourself so i would say every opportunity that you get whether it's a workshop whether it's a podcast that you can listen to whether it's a youtube channel whether it's a certification or a bootcamp etc whatever can help you just go for it because how much ever you add to your portfolio is less because learning is a never ending process yeah that's great So uh, Nito is asking, can you repeat the course name about three-day course related to soft skills? It is not. Uh, it is not a soft skills related course. It's a course related to managerial domains like business analysis, data analysis, etc. So those are the type of courses that you get in around management consulting on Forage. The platform's name is F O R A G E, right? and there you get these virtual experience programs veps which you can add on to your linkedin profile as well 
and yeah that is what it is soft skills per se again see again more than certification that i would again say then if you want to really or really uh, adamant i would say youtube channels are more than enough for attending some uh, courses as well like i've got my own english and effective communication skills course which is on the platform ua said you can maybe check it out on my profile on linkedin is there in my featured section that's but that's for beginners just to let you know people who are really struggling with their communication skills and they want to communicate effectively etc it's for them other than that again as i said courser and udemy uh, cover up the soft skills other platforms are very very technical so yeah you can do that okay and there i would like to ask you one last question from my side uh, which is like what are your views about the new education policy like it is i think it is according to me it is focusing on the skill development of youth just like we have in the foreign countries so what are your views hmm. about this reform my views are that first thing it is very far fetched in india because very recently i had a session with uh, an academy uh, an academician you know who's work, who's working in the education industry since the past 18 years and a lot of other principals were also there with 20 25 years of experience and first thing that they said was the net will be implemented in india only after about 10 to 15 years from today they've started laying grounds to it but actually executing it and making it possible will only be possible 10 to 15 years from today yeah now coming to my views on it obviously it is something which was the need of the hour it was time enough that we stopped focusing on marks and grades and percentages and cgpas to judge someone's caliber having said that it doesn't mean that marks won't have the importance at all see at the end of the day you need to have some merit right that way people will start getting 1 out of 10 right and what are you going to do so what i'm trying to tell you is marks should always hold a certain weightage but again priority importance should be given to skills what skills do you possess that's why they're introducing music they're introducing dance they're introducing coding cooking all yeah. of these skills right from 6th grade right the reason why they are again trying to do that it comes down to my point which I, which which i spoke about exploration they want you to explore multiple things at a very early age itself the earlier you do it the more clarity you have about your career goals right if a 6th standard student is exposed to abacus right is exposed to coding is exposed to cooking is exposed to content creation is exposed to dancing and all of the other things that you can think about in 6th grade itself you give them time till 12th grade to figure out things 6 long years to keep doing these things are a part of the curriculum come on you tell me ogeda would they not have a better clarity that what do they actually want to do after 12th or what do they want to do in life and what are they good at 100% yes, right so yeah. we take it took me uh you know till my second year and even after my second year when i did 20 internships to figure out what i want to do right and even sometimes now i probably think okay what next right so what i'm trying to tell you is i feel that it's more about a long term vision what they're trying to do is create long term sightedness in terms of career goals and in kids and they're trying to obviously shift the focus just from theory aspects to application orientation which is how the us based curriculum and the foreign countries have always followed Right. So I'm obviously um, uh, totally up uh, in take of what they're trying to do, but it'll take some time to even adapt to it as um, the Indian education system has gotten us used to rote learning right. and theory aspect of things. So it'll take some time to adapt to it, but that's why it says it will take about ten to fifteen years to implement it. But once it's here, there's no stopping. We're going to see even the more talent flourish from India. Okay, that's great. It was really awesome, and it was really a very insightful session. and i'm really i hope that it helped yes yeah and I'm i really hope we were able to cover up the questions yes we were okay yes you were saying something you gita yeah i was saying that i'm really grateful that you joined
no any time thank you so much guys uh, thank you for joining in i hope i was able to answer your questions this q and a session has probably helped you gain some basic clarity in any way and if there were some questions which i couldn't answer of any sorts please feel free to reach out to me on linkedin i will uh, try my best to reply back to you just let me know that you're reaching out to me from wellkios talk show so that i can accept your request and thank you yogita and uh, thanks for having me yeah thank you so much the pleasure is mine yeah thank you bye everybody have a bye great bye. weekend bye take care good evening yeah bye